It's Monday the 20th of September 2021. This is episode 255 of the FPL Surgery podcast. My name's Rich and we're recording this intro again because Dave forgot to unmute me. How are you, Dave? I'm doing amazing. This is like the third time that the unmute, unmuted thing has happened, but um, I'm, I promise you I'll work on it for next time. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing I'm doing much better now that we're doing it a second time round. We've had loads of time to repair and uh, <laughs> I'm going to read the headlines out. We get it. Just move this swiftly on. Um, bargain basement midfielders. Uh, Luke Shaw, does he need to go? Who would we replace him with? And best captains for next eight game weeks. But before we get to all that, we've got a guest. Because of having to do this again, it sounds a, a very disingenuous. However, <laughs> I'm we've been trying to get this guest on since last season. And we, fi- we finally got you on. So f- finished 4,731st last year. You may know him as FPL Texan. We now know him as Charlie. Hi there, hi there, Charlie. Thanks thanks for joining us and having to introduce yourself again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Like I said, thanks thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant. And we, we were just saying how, I mean, last season you peaked very, very high. So you finished 4,700th. Um, but what was, what was your you know, peak, your best, best game week, as it were. Yeah. So uh, at one point I was, I was 33 in the world around, around the game week 24, 21 mark last season around there somewhere. Yeah. That was, that was the highest I got. It was just a surreal time. That's brilliant. Brilliant. I, I mean, I can't imagine what, what it would be like to, to be there and yeah, it must be like so surreal. Were you, were you disappointed in the end or, or please? I mean, obviously 4,000th is incredible. Yeah. No, I wasn't disappointed. I mean, it's just, I didn't, I didn't really, you know, try and change my game to try and, you know, preserve that top 100 rank. I just kind of played it the same way I was, and a couple injuries towards the end of the season kind of derailed it. And I mean, just just is what it is, you know. It's, you can't get everything right, and like I said, I wouldn't change any of the any of the moves I did or anything like that. Just just didn't work out. It's actually incredible. Like the, it's so difficult when you get up to that point to be able to kind of keep it going and make sure that mm. like you're doing the same things and you're you're not overthinking everything but then you're like oh wait am i overthinking it should i change that and like because you're in that right. zone you're totally like oh, i don't know what to do and then eventually <laughs> you know you, you end up like just totally met well that's what happened to me but it seems like you kind of steadied the ship and you're like still that's an amazing rank to to get going especially last season where everyone was like had an asterisk beside that season because of how bad it went for a lot of people and then you're just like yeah balling up top 5k it's amazing congratulations uh, yeah thanks so much I, Dave, um, do you want to plug the youtube yeah yeah i'm just looking at all like at the, <laughs> the entire yeah, chat i've finally comments. been able to go and look at it um <laughs> i am so sorry <laughs> oh i'm gonna i'm gonna have to fix that for, for next time definitely um i've but... never seen you look embarrassed before like genuinely i didn't think it was impossible to make you embarrassed and you were you looked embarrassed very, i didn't like it I didn't think it was a... you like that that was great it, it felt really good for me too so i'm glad you're having fun no i said i didn't like it i didn't like oh, seeing right. you so so distressed yeah no i just I've, i've I no idea it's been a long <laughs> it's been a long weekend um and a longer monday but um thank you everyone who is here we have quite a few uh a few faces, a few well-known faces around here. Thank you very much, everyone, to, for coming in. Um, if you haven't watched it, you can watch us mute ourselves for the first five minutes of almost every stream. Um, and it's a lot of fun. You can come down and subscribe to us and, and, you, and you get this kind of amazing content. Um, so thank you, everyone, who stuck around to let us know how badly we were doing there. Yeah. 
So don't you worry. Anyway, let's get let's get straight into it. So obviously we've got our, our weekly stats. So this week we've decided to sort the table by basically for XG um, for the players for this game week. So that was game week five. Um, I mean, top of the table, all these stats, by the way, come from Fantasy Football Hub. And top of the table this week for XG was Sartre with 1.98, then Ronaldo with 1.76, and then Salah with 1.15. Um, there's, I mean, Noble's in there. Obviously, he was only on the pitch for one minute and he missed the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> that, that did amuse me. But you... Charlie, are there any things here? I know you, I haven't even shown you this table before, but were there any things that jump out as you as you know surprising or piques your interest a little bit? Um, I think Bowen's quite interesting. Uh, I think that, I mean, obviously that's quite inflated due to Antonio missing, but I think he's been quietly doing quite well, and I think he. He's one to watch. I mean, Ben Rahm obviously is getting a lot of the, the hype around the the West Ham assets, but I do quite like Bowen as an option as well. Yeah, no, I can see that because, I mean, like you say, Ben Rama scored, but then Bowen's had an XG of 0.67. He's had mm. four shots in, in total as well, three of them in, inside the box. So as West Ham players go with that, Antonio, and with Leeds up next as well, yep. I, I do like that. I'm going to um, I'm gonna ask, though, um, because I know, Rich, you want desperately to mention it. Um there's one defender in this list, Rich. Oh, Alonso. Alonso, <laughs> yeah, he looked really good, didn't he? <laughs> 0.69 in XG, four shots. Yeah, he looks incredible, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks he looks really good. Have you been thinking about him a lot? Or? We'll, we'll probably get onto Alonso a little bit, a little bit within the show. Um, but yeah, as everyone's saying in the chat, super Sar, Sar's amazing. And then one person saying Sar's a trap, very average besides Norwich fixture. So I'm sure we'll probably get into that. But just heads up. Mm. Uh, for, for starters, though, um, Texan, did you manage to watch the uh, Watford game? Did you think Sar looked good, particularly better than before? Or do you think he's finally getting in, settling in? Yes, I didn't watch it live. Um, in America, they only show like one or two games. Um, so we had the Man City-Southampton game on at that time. Fair play. Um, so I watched that one. But the thing, the thing about Sar is I, I kind of... He's kind of a weird one for me. I don't know because I'm mean, at six mil. Like, what more are you expecting, really? But I do kind of agree that if you take away the Norwich fixture, he hasn't really done a whole lot. Um, like he scored a goal, but I mean it was a kind of a loopy deflection in the Villa game. I think I think if anything, the Watford performance just shows that Norwich is definitely the fixture to target for me. Just because before that game, Watford weren't. I think they were last for XG, if I remember correctly. But, I mean, then mm. they put up some kind of super stats against against Norwich, and now we think, you know, maybe they're one to go with. But I, I do see the appeal with Sar just because the next two are really good too. So, Yeah, yeah. I think it's that it's that block of three fixtures that look really, yeah. that really good for him. Also, you, you mentioned, obviously, you watch Man City, Southampton. But if, if you could choose any of the games of the 3 p.m.s and have chosen Norwich against Watford... I'd, I'd, be very, I'd be very very surprised there as well yeah unless you owned and own the players that's that's the best thing about fpl it makes the most mundane rubbish fixtures absolutely like enticing i'm sitting setting my watch so i can wake up to watch the absolute drivel teams <laughs> teams play um but anyway yeah. should we move should we move on yeah, so we'll start with um, obviously our, our game weeks and how, they, how they've just gone. So if, if we start with your team, Charlie, I think um, Dave's okay. going to put it on the screen. Um, but did you make any moves going into the game week? 
Yes, so I swapped out Tony for Bamford. Oof. Which did not help um, in the long <laughs> run. Um, I was debating it all the way up until the end. Um, what kind of put me over the edge was that he was going to drop in price. Uh, I didn't really, at 6.3, kind of made it even tougher to kind of move off him. And I was just looking at Bamford and the Leeds fixtures for the next, for the long term are great. Whereas, you know, after this week, Tony kind of has a rough patch of four or five. Um, so I was kind of debating between him or Jimenez. And I, in the end, I went with Bamford. And like I said, Tony ended up doing very well. But uh, I still think in the long run, Bamford will probably outscore him for the next few. Yeah, I think, I mean, if I was in your position, I'd, I'd have gladly done that move as well. I think some people who held Tony did it because they had other, you know, other fires to fight or didn't right. have the money to go straight up to, to Bamford. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's a good game, isn't it? So what was it, 62 points, Salah captain? Yeah, I was happy with it. Um, one of the rules that I, I've been following since, since last season that works out pretty well for me is I kind of look at my team before the week and I think to myself, do I think this squad will score 60 points? Um, because I think that if you if you can score around 60 each week, I think that in, at the end you should come out quite well rank-wise. So I kind of based my moves based on do I think I can hit that that 60-point mark. Uh, that if I bring in Bamford, I'll get a little bit of a boost there. All right, at nice. least at least he got an assist. I mean, the the, yeah. the funny thing is, like, looking at your your defense, like your defense absolutely shat the bed this week. Oh yeah, it's bad. Yet you still <laughs> got sixty two points. Like that's a decent. If you had maybe say Shaw kept his clean sheet and so did Leeds, like that would be a, a, a top top score with only two two clean sheets added in there. Um, and although you did the change, that's that's like a captain hindsight thing, right? Like yeah. Tony was an, an out for a lot of people. And and then you see on Twitter whenever whenever someone gets mass sold and then they do well, it's all the oh like this or who else is holding oh well, we're holders blah blah and it was like yeah but you you shouldn't have really like he wasn't doing that great but because you held because you had other stuff to do like Rich said now I've got to listen to your tweets and it's <laughs> so much harder when you have a bad game week <laughs> um, exactly. but anyway it doesn't matter um, but yeah well done I, I, just really quickly before you move on to the next team which i think is mine um is mount did you did you end up watching the chelsea game yeah so mount is he is the issue um i brought him in last week as part of a minus four to bring in ronaldo mm-hmm. um the idea that you know he's got villa against jed steer quite like that with him and lukaku matching up and then he decides to get rested yeah so i was like well that's not good, but then I was like, okay, well, that's good. It'll be rested. It'll be ready to go for Spurs, who even though I'm a fan of Spurs, I I knew we would probably lose. Um, but then he gets subbed at 45. And like I said, I bring him in last week with the idea that, like I said, I like the next two. And I also wasn't dead set on a wild card in game week eight, so I thought if I bring him out and I end up not, not doing it, at least I still have some Chelsea that I can still be okay with. Um, but he's kind of turned into a bit of a bit of a nightmare in the midfield for me yeah that's really unlucky because i can see the logic behind it completely because you got you got ronaldo and you got that chelsea asset in before game week eight like you say but yeah yeah he's he's not been good i mean i mainly i mainly watch him play for england and there's been a noticeable decline in the couple of games you know the last couple of games anyway um that seems to match up with what people what chelsea fans are saying obviously not all the chelsea fans will slag off mason mount but he's not quite been himself has he um but Dave, if we move on to your team then. Let's do it. 
58 points. I mean, to be fair, see see going from that team to this team, I shouldn't be that annoyed. But it's just the the everything went wrong sort of week, which a lot of people had. But I still got the you captain got more right. luck off the bench. I mean, yeah. all the luck is five points. <laughs> like Small. my bench, I have 10 <laughs> players playing today. Um, and, and believe it or not, Cody did play. Torres didn't, um, which is annoying because obviously he, he could have been like we were saying off air, like the Sar or Rafina or whoever. And I decided to go light on my defense so that I could, um, I could kind of, you know, bulk up that Jota Torres midfield and they just haven't produced at all. It's been four blanks in two game weeks for both of them. Um, that's rough. That's rough when you're spending 15 million um, when all the six million six fives are doing well. Um, but yeah, Christensen finally played for me, which was nice. Livermento, the, the absolute boss, getting two clean sheets in a row for me, coming off the bench both times. Um, absolute clutch. And then, yeah, uh, Bamford was my transfer in over DCL. Just a very simple, like everyone was doing it. There was nothing to even contemplate, really. It was a... Um, I, in, and you know what? We talked about this maybe last game week. Um, I've certainly talked about it on Twitter. And it's that I don't really like the way that Leeds looked. And I said it before the Liverpool game, but I kept having to remind myself during the Liverpool game that this was Liverpool. But then they kind of didn't look very good at, at all when Rafina went off either. And Bamford was just kind of like walking about like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I still don't like Leeds, but I'm happy for all you Rafina uh, owners out there. I'm very happy for you. Shall we move on? <laughs> yeah, we. Well, I mean, there's something I was going to say really quick, quick, yeah, quickly yeah, on go, both go your teams. You both still got Antonio. So... Yes. And obviously he's got a good fixture coming up. So there, there's good things as well. We are, you know, you've not got m like massive red arrows off of this. Nah, I was, I think I'm at 412 now or something. I was 360. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, it wasn't horrible. It could have been a lot worse. Usually when you see a team that's like got 10 players in it, <laughs> it's something <laughs> has went horribly wrong. But no, I'm actually a, a co-host of a surgery podcast. <laughs> um, let's go to Rich's team. 73 oh jesus yeah you i had, a, so I had well. quite, quite a good week um I, I did a minus four didn't i i removed so i have removed antonio for ronaldo mm. and my only decision to enable that was bruno to torres or Saar. I, I ended up going for Saar for reasons i said last week on the pod because there's those three good fixtures obviously one of them's now gone but i'm obviously not complaining about that um it left me a bit of money in the bank and man city fans when i was scrolling through their forums obsessively at like midnight did not seem impressed with Torres and thought KDB would come back in so thank you to the Man City forums I got in I bought in 21 points basically with Saar and Ronaldo yeah obviously for that. a minus four mental see if you didn't have Saar there you would have done uh me and you would have had the exact same points I'd have had a bad week I almost did a minus eight though that would have got me like 30 points um because there were these oh, the rumors of Rafinha being injured on Friday night I was yeah. looking at doing Web, um, I was looking at doing Webster to Rudiger for a hit just to strengthen the bench ahead of Chelsea. So, I mean, those transfers there would have netted me like yeah, 30 odd points. Obviously, they're minus eight. But <laughs> I didn't do that. I'm not going to complain. I'm happy with 73 points. Salah captain. Didn't get much bench jam, although Billy Gilmore came on with three points. Yeah. And I've done my transfer already, but we'll save that for the. For the end of the show you keep doing them well early i'm i'm, I'm yeah I'm i don't normally like last season i was waiting till friday but I this know. season it just seems i've got a move i want to do it boom uh charlie have you got anything you can can we slag 
anything from this team? Is there anything that we can see that's rubbish? Aha, you've still got Webster though. Haha. No. <laughs> no, Webster's gone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, well done. Good week. Good week. Just... Thank you. But let's get, let's get into our first headline. So we had some questions on the Slack channel from, well, it was Jeff Pedder's question, and we decided to make it into, into their headline. So Jeff was basically asking for a look at the budget midfielders. So he mentioned Saar, Gray, Decore, Odegaard, and Buembo. Then Bernardo knows Maldonado also said he wanted he'd Chuck Gallagher in there as well. So we put together a table from Fantasy Football Hub. And obviously, if you want to sign up there for a discount, you can use the link in the description. So, Dave, if you want, if you want to bring that table up, and we can just discuss these assets. Yeah, let's do so, it. I'll get yeah, them up. So, I mean, Charlie, with the the cheap midfielders, are there any that you know you're looking at? Any you particularly like? Yeah, I think the list that you, you just said is pretty much covers it. The only one I think not on there that I would consider is that um, El Yanasi guy for Southampton. Mm-hmm. I quite like him at five point five. I mean, you look at someone who was. If you're going to wild card around game week eight, if you look at the Southampton fixture, I think they're quite appealing. Um, they've got, I, I can't remember exactly who, but quite a lot of decent fixtures there. I would consider him. I also look at Adam Armstrong as someone that you could bring in as an enabler if you were trying to get that uh, Ronaldo, Lukaku, Sala combination. Nice, nice. Um, what about yourself, Dave? Are there any that. That you're because obviously you've got um so you've got Torres for example. So <laughs> Don't laugh you, when you say it. Don't. <laughs> it sounded like a little chuckle there. Oh, it was just a nervous laugh for you, mate. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you very much for shouting out the only Celtic player on that list. It was really nice of you, Charlie. I appreciate that. <laughs> Ex Celtic. I think it's the only one. Yeah, I think it is. I should say so for people watching. We've got a little table up on 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 the screen. Obviously, we're we're going to talk our way through the players anyway. So yeah. don't worry too much about that. But for people watching, I've actually sorted by 6.1 and under. And that's purely because Saar went up in price and Saar's in my team. No, the reason I did that was Saar's 6.1 and it was specifically asked by Jeff for Saar to be compared <laughs> to these players. So they're 6.1 and under. Obviously, they're over the season as well because, um, I mean, Noble was destroying all the stats because of his one-minute cameo penalty miss. Fair play. I mean, it, it's funny because the only person that that affects is Saar, really, because he's he's the only one just over six. But um, I'm interested to see how many how many like because I know Gallagher has been uh, talked about in terms of his his output for XA and his creativity, and you can see that there, one point three nine, two assists, um, big chances created was two, but he also shot ten times. I think that's that's a fair amount, um, seven times inside the box too, which is which is. A lot for a 5.6 midfielder who um you know it's it looks very very good especially especially in the last two matches even though you know one of them unfortunately was spurs sorry sorry <laughs> sorry Charlie. um but yeah no i i like i like him i think sar again we've been talking about um norwich and how rubbish they are from that side and like like charlie said i'm a bit worried that it, it would be so easy for me to just go Torres to, to Sar, and then it meant it would mean that I would have him and he would never hurt me again and I would be able to, you know, mop up with the next two fixtures. But was it really Norwich? And we won't really know. Um, we can look at the stats and the heat maps and everything, but it's just, it's hard because it's his first time where he's really shined. Um, but the stats don't lie there. Shots 13 um, on target, 9 in the box, 11. So he is he is super attacking. Um, 
and uh, and and I'm just having a wee look. It was interesting what what Charles said earlier about w- that Watford were bottom for XG um, p- prior to that Norwich game, and I know I know I brought Sar in, but I didn't, I wasn't convinced that Norwich are like that bad. It mm. was more that I liked the com- combination of Watford's, you know next three fixtures and I, I saw that Norwich against Watford game you've got to think you know both teams need to win that yeah. it's, it's almost like a champion like, like a good championship clash but it's almost like two championship teams I don't want to offend anyone but I've done it it's like two championship teams playing each other they're it's both a, going to want to win yeah it's a relegation battle like if, if you're yeah. if you're hoping not to get relegated you're going to be looking through your calendar you're going to say okay we need to beat this team this team this team and this team every time we face them and then we'll be fine and that Norwich I'm, and Watford both targeted each other when doing that. That's not. That's and, that, not and then they've got Newcastle. Then they've got Leeds. Yeah, and the, probably the same yeah. thing. Maybe not Leeds, but well, Leeds now they've probably well, changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Leeds, t- Leeds looking... in the chat. So sorry, mate. <laughs> um, just before we move on, um, hilariously, just noticed that Triori had the most shots of all these players in this little six point one and under table, um, with fourteen shots. But he also has. Uh, 11 off target <laughs> that is yeah. classic trier i know he hit the bar or was it the bar or the post but um i you hit do the you bar, think yeah do you think it was unlucky There's... or do you think it was just you know maybe it's triori i think it's that i think he's not a very good finisher it is interesting looking at you know stats of players like this because obviously we mentioned sar and of his 13 shots nine of them have been on target yeah. Which is actually, you know, kind of incredible when you look at someone like Suchek, for example, has had the same shots as Saar, thirteen, but only three of them are on target. Yeah. So Saar is hitting the target, which is obviously quite important if you want to be scoring. Someone else that stuck out was in in Buembo. Mm-hmm. He's obviously had twelve on twelve shots, but only two of those were actually on target. Yeah. He's not the best finisher. Obviously, he scored at the weekend, didn't he? But it was yeah. from like about half a foot out. So. I was going to say that was mostly all Tony, right? Tony, I think Tony's so good that he's making Embuemo look good. Although the runs have been class, he's very good at covering where he needs to be, and um, the runs they've obviously been working well um, on their on their attack and movement, and it's it's paid off. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, like Embuemo and and Sar both both getting in when they need to be in would be last week so it's hard to look at these guys and go oh you know can they do that again and we can talk about gambler's fallacy and how you know just because they he got 15 pointer sorry doesn't mean that you won't next week and stuff but it's definitely uh it's definitely going to be a difficult a difficult one for people who haven't got any of these players in and are wondering who to go down to because you know you notice how we're not talking about gray at all although he was on everyone's lips the last two game weeks will he stop scoring does he is he going to be the next lingard and uh he had 10 shots so that's pretty decent three three on target though it's not the best but it's not like he's been scoring consistent like every single shot on target's a goal as has been well well touted really hasn't yeah, it? exactly so i mean i, I <laughs> it's funny that you know when he gets a, a torrent of a, a torrent of shots you know none of them go in but it's 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 hard because there's been loads of people that probably had you know I know you said that you were looking at Torres to or Torres or Sar and you put pick Sar but there was probably a lot of people going oh should I get Jota or Gray or Torres or Gray or whatever and they they chose Gray they chose the little guy as well and then that didn't pay off and they're not really different those players they're they're doing well for teams that are doing okay they had decent fixtures and they're about the same price and one of them did amazing one of them didn't. Um, so yeah, don't feel too disheartened if you didn't get Sarin or so what, 
Yeah, and what's interesting about this as well is obviously Saar is slightly more expensive than these other players. So I think we've, co- we've, I think we've covered Saar. But with the lower ones, now Odegaard doesn't even feature on this table. As one Jeff mentioned, obviously he's only recently signed. His, his goal mm. was a free kick, but he's not really putting up the stats. So I think that brings us back to the Gray, Decore, and Buembo, who we've talked about, and Gallagher. Yeah. So if we were to compare like those four, what what do you what do you think? Um, if we come to you first of all, Charlie, is is there any of those? If you had to go for a five point five, would you have like reasons to go for a particular one? I, th- I think if you're looking at it, if you needed one this week, I mm. think it would have to be Gray, just because Everton's have got that nice Norwich fixture. I think that if you're looking for, like I said, one for this week or mm-hmm. the week, yeah. well, week after they got United, but for this week, definitely Gray or Decor, I think would be the one to go for. Uh, more more long term, though, I think that you'd have to look at someone like a Gallagher. I think around the game week eight or nine, their fixtures really easing up, and we've already seen that he's able to do it against. You know, great, great sides in Liverpool and and Spurs. Even though we're not really, I wouldn't consider a good side, but we're definitely not a bad side. But just just that we've seen him do it against these top teams, I think that once he gets these easier fixtures, it's going to be even better. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's funny though. Um, I don't know if you you meant it or because um you're a Spurs fan, but you said uh, Crystal Palace's long term fixtures, you know, around eight or nine. Um, in game week eight, they have Arsenal, <laughs> so this is quite funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I totally agree. Crystal Palace looking looking good. They they've got good like up and down fixtures. Like it's not like a you know five or six bad ones in a row. They've got like a Brighton, then a Leicester, then an Arsenal, then a Newcastle, then a Man City, then a Wolves. Like it's pretty decent. Just to have them stick them on as a fifth midfielder or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. What about you, Rich? Who are you thinking? I mean, actually, I just wanted to mention, because when you, you, you were both talking about El Nusi earlier, El I was Nussi. just thinking, you know, he's 5.5. You can get to Ward-Prowse. At, I know he's out the budget for this at, at 6.4. And obviously, we know he's on penalties. In a few weeks, the fixtures for Southampton turn. So I feel like with players like that, you can get Ward-Prowse for not that much more. Mm. Um, whereas, obviously, the four we've narrowed it down to here, you know, there's not really better options in the, in the same ballpark. Um, yeah. But I I actually do agree. I know I said a lot about Elise last week, but obviously we don't know when he's going to actually be starting. So I think longer term, I would look at Gallagher. I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Decore, though. So for that reason, I'd probably go for him if I was going to do a short-term punt on an Everton player ahead of Norwich. Yeah, I prefer Decore to, to Gray as well. Um, I think that he just... The thing about Gray is I think that with him... With Richarlison and DCL being out, I think that kind of limits him a bit just because you saw a lot when, especially when DCL was in, that he was really kind of feeding off of DCL's movement in the box, playing playing balls into him, kind of feeding off of him. I think when we watched him against Villa, I think that without them having that up front man, I think that he was really struggling. Um, I, I, didn't, I haven't looked at the stats for that game specifically, but I think that just watching it, I think that was really trying finding it hard to find that that movement. So I, and I think, like you said, Decore, he, I think he's been very impressive. I think that, and he's also he's much, he's a bit cheaper too. I think that you could get the same value from him. And I would, if you told me Decore outscored outscored Gray next week, I would be surprised at all. Yeah, he he does. He plays in the. I think Hammers. It looks like Hammers is going to leave. Yeah. Decore plays that advanced role really well. And I mean, a game all I always remember is just before like this whole pandemic thing started. Um, Watford played Liverpool and I think Saar scored a brace and an assist right. or something like that. 
But I always remember that first half um, for Watford because obviously Decore was at Watford then and I was a Decore owner and I was just watching Decore because I owned him in FPL basically. But he was so good in that first half and it was kind of overshadowed by Saar, ironically, because he got he got the goals <laughs> yeah. against Liverpool as well, who I think they'd not lost for an incredible amount of time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Decore. Yeah, love him. So I, actually, I think that's who I'd go for. There you go. <laughs> Great knowledge too. That's a, what a callback. Yeah. What good, what <laughs> your brain, man. Um, <laughs> all right, shall we? Is this headline? Shall we go to the next one? Yeah, I think, I think that. Oh, actually, no, there was a good question here from FPL Swanson just before we do. Um, so FPL Swanson was saying, What would you do with Adama Traore? Saying he's it's frustrating watching the cheaper players get points. Yeah, he's a difficult one because obviously he's he's oh, he's got really good fixtures for a long time, and we've seen the numbers, we've just put those numbers up. You know, he was top for. I think key passes and shots, but he's not doing anything. Yeah. So, I mean, Charlie, what would you do? You didn't have Chiroi, do you? No, I don't. No. no. Um, Thank I did goodness. consider him for, for I considered uh, swapping Brano for him, honestly. But I think that if you've got him, I don't, I don't know that it's worth using a transfer on it. Just because he says he's got the fixtures. I think like if you've got two free transfers and you're looking for something to, to do with one of them, then I think it makes sense. But, I think especially like most people are looking to wild card around seven or eight. I think you kind of have to stick with him until then and kind of reassess it on the wild card. Just because like, like you said, he's, he's not CDR in Liverpool. He's, I, I think he's got like, who's he got Southampton and then someone else. I can't remember who's afterwards. But I just think with the fixtures, it's hard for me to say, you know, swap him to a decor. I'm not sure it really changes too much. Yeah, I, no, told, I totally agree. Totally agree. Mm. It's not Me worth it. You don't, you, don't, you don't get to that price point and be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to jump between this 6 and this 6 and this 5.5 and this 6.5. Like it's, it's, it's kind of the point where you brought him in because he's playing, like you said, Southampton. Then it's Newcastle at home. Yeah. Um, why would you transfer him out just because last week was sorry? Like he, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be some point where Triori is going to score two goals. And you guys are going to love it. All the owners are going to be like, yeah, it. we held. <laughs> well, he's going to shoot 48 times, Rich. That's the thing. I, I, he's going to shoot so much that it's just like do you, do you know what? a minute. It's why. I, I mean, I do agree. I wouldn't go selling him, but I would never fear like he's going to score a hat trick and punish me. I don't think that's going to happen. You're just going to get possibly, oh, I've missed out on his eight or nine pointer. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, he's more likely to like, get an assist from a cross into Jimenez or something like that. He's not likely to score, you know. That's the thing. I can't see you losing out on like devastating points where you're like, why, why on earth did I do that? Like when you know on Black Box where Mark sold Torres and he he hauled um, yeah live on YouTube. <laughs> should we move on to our to our second headline? I think that was a good good chat on midfielders. Yeah, um, let's do our it. second one is Luke Shaw. Does he need to go? And who would we replace him with? Now I think a lot of the chat around Shaw is because Man United, you know, haven't been keeping many clean sheets. Luke Shaw's not been getting many returns. When he has got returns, it seems to be bonus points in in random games. Yeah. So I'm right in thinking we we've all got Shaw at the at the moment. Yeah. In our teams. Um, so what are you both thinking um, with Shaw? Is he someone you're looking at to replace Charlie? So when I brought Shaw in, I had him in mind to keep until game week seven. Um, mm. I think I'm gonna stay with that just because. If you're going to move him this week, I'm not sure who you're going to move him to um, because you'd likely want to get a Chelsea or a City defender and they play each other. So 
I'm not sure who you would get in for this week. So I definitely think he has to stay this week at, at the minimum against Villa. Um, next week against Everton, I think if DCL and Richarlison are style, I don't, I don't think I would sell him then either. So I think that it's more of a wait until game week eight and then swap him out for a Rudiger or a James, for me at least. Yeah, I think that's the main reason people are looking at selling him is because of the, the Chelsea assets on show. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's done much wrong. Um, no. No. Like, I mean, Dave, what are, you, what are you thinking? I'm just happy everyone else has kept him so that it, it doesn't hurt that, you know, we haven't diversified that much. When Lukaku came in and Ronaldo came in, you know, the, the template just blew up, but everyone still kept Shaw, most people. You like the safety. I just really like the safety of it, yeah. So, yeah. But but to be fair, like, it's the exact same thing. I think everyone's like, oh, you know what, I want Chelsea, but I don't want them till then. And, and yeah, like, Shaw's such a good way. And also, he's not been doing it, like, he got four points when they didn't even concede, and he didn't, like, he got bonus. Yeah. Um, and then he, he did get an assist the other day. So it's not like he's been doing terribly. He's just he's just a great he's he's almost like having a kind of a side bank account where he's just there and he's enough money that we can jump to anyone. We don't really need to worry about it right now. And we'll try and get two free transfers so we can deal with it next week. Um and that's and that's kind of what I've been doing. The problem I have with Shaw is that if they had a good defense then it would be so much more difficult to sell them like if you had three clean sheets or something in the last six in, in the first six game weeks then we'd be really having a, a difficult time figuring out what, what we're going to be doing um and and now they're playing Aston Villa who aren't like the worst they had a great game week uh this week they've been doing okay Ings has been has been doing fine especially in the first couple of game weeks when they had decent fixtures um I don't think Man United are good enough to keep another clean sheet. So it would be good if you could jump off this week. And mm-hmm. I do have a feeling that, and I, I really want to go back and do the research, or maybe someone can point me in the right direction, but see when these big teams play, most of the time it does end up nil-nil or one each. So it might be a good matchup for, for not ma- not good matchup, but like... You know, I th- I think if Not you wanted one. to, yeah, if you wanted to jump on a Chelsea defender, like if you wanted to bring Rudiger in for this week and you just didn't want Shaw, then or you were wild carding this week and you were thinking more long term with your fixtures or your your assets, then like get rid of him, <laughs> just just leave him. It's not it's not a huge deal. Yeah. Um, he's clearly not doing enough that it'll hurt you. <laughs> I think a lot of people, and I think this me as well. Like that, we want the Chelsea defenders, but we don't need them. As in, you know, we've all got this idea of where we want to be with these good Chelsea fixtures coming up. So we want to squeeze all these Chelsea defenders in. Yeah. Which obviously I want to do as well. But it's losing short at expense of that, you know, qu- quite bad. Because obviously Man-, Man United did, it was De Gea saved a penalty. But yeah. the Ben Rama goal was lucky. As yeah. in, you know, heavy deflection. And if that hadn't deflected in the net, the whole conversation about United could be all about Luke Shaw anyway, would be very, very different. Yeah, but they also saved a penalty. I mean, like, I, I feel like if, if they didn't score that, then they might not be knocking on the door as much. But then at the same time, they could have been, like, it's so it's very difficult to be like, oh, you know, without that deflection, they might not have scored at all. But I see what you're saying. Like, one lucky goal and all of a sudden, you know, Shaw's not um, not in the I points. Mean, stuff happens like, I, I think Shaw took the corner. You know when Bruno hit the post, Shaw took the corner. Obviously, it was headed on to Bruno. He wouldn't have got an assist, but he's, t- he's taking corners as well. Yeah. yeah. That, and, that's the main reason for all of his bonus points, too. Oh, just yeah, use all, all the set pieces. 
So he's in incredible value. And you compare him to Rudiger, I don't think it's that that different. I don't think Rudiger's that much better than Shaw as an FPL asset. No. But as I know Rudiger as a scored defense. yesterday. And he almost yeah. scored. I think Shaw's got 18 points of the season and Rudiger got 14 points thanks to a, a last <laughs> I don't minute, think Rudiger no, is going to be doing goal. that. An absolute belter of a shot from just inside the box at most game weeks. Whereas Shaw will take corners and get very good bonus points you know, most game weeks um, or be in a chance of getting bonus points every week. Um, I, one, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a, I put in a little thingy, um, a wee graph that I picked up from Hub and uh, I just wanted to show the XGC, which is uh, expected goals conceded. Um, right I was at hoping the top, you'll get that wrong then. I, don't uh, know I nearly did. I need to think about it. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's the muted thing all over again. Uh, Man City are at the very, very top. Two expected goals conceded. Then it goes to Brentford, which are second above Liverpool. 3.8 versus 4.7. And then you get the fives, the six, the sevens, the eights. And then, you know, even down right at the bottom, you've got Newcastle at 12.4. Um, but funnily enough, we're talking about Chelsea. And I did, this is the reason why I brought this graph up is because their expected goals is 6.1 and Man City's is 2.0. And I have seen loads of people talking about how, oh, you know, we should be doubling up. And if you're going to get Chelsea, and I think it's, you know, we're going to be talking about it later on. We've got, you know, what Chelsea assets should we get for the, the three? And, you know, we've got seven, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 game week. They're going to be so good for Chelsea. We should get two defenders. That's what we should do. You know, oh, it's really difficult. We can't get Mount and blah, blah, blah. But like Man City are doing so much better in defense, like stat wise. And they have decent fixtures after the next two. And it's really difficult to pick which players, as we've seen in the past, um, which players are going to be starting every week. Um, but I think it's, you know, the exact same as, as Chelsea in which what players are we going to pick? Like I got Christensen, he's only played one time for me. Um, James didn't play. A lot of people got burned this week because of that. Azpilicueta played out wide. Um, Cancelo's played most games. We didn't think he was going to start because he played ninety during the week, and he and he still did and got his six points. I I, I would I would argue that Man City might be a better choice after these fixtures than than any Chelsea defense. Um, even even though. <laughs> Even though Alonso has been looking absolutely amazing, um, the the I guess I know we can talk about Chilwell. Rich, what do you think about Chilwell? I mean, I've not seen him since he was hugging Billy Gilmore at the end of your <laughs> nil-nil victory in the Euros. Like, he's, and what a victory it was! He's he's gone he's gone off the radar a bit. I think I think there's a lot here really because obviously it's a very small sample of games, isn't it? And right. I think yeah. Chelsea they played against Villa. It was not their full strength team and. They conceded a lot of shots there. The only actual goal they've conceded was a penalty against Liverpool, where they were playing with 10 men for quite quite, quite a lot of that game as well. So mm. I wouldn't put too much stock in all this. Like Brentford have had some pretty easy games. I saw people saying on the on the Slack earlier, like Arsenal when they yeah. were ravaged. So yeah, I wouldn't pay that much attention to it. It's it's interesting though. I mean, Charlie, what what do you make of those? Yeah, like you said, I think the Chelsea fixture definitely have to be factored into it compared to the Man City's. They're much much more challenging. Um, I think, like you said, it wasn't a full-strength Chelsea team against Villa, but I still think they were very fortunate not to have conceded. Um, many had to make two or three you know, world-class saves to keep that as a clean sheet. True. Um, I, think, I think that, like you said, though, I don't think 
for me at least, I don't think double defense for Chelsea is the way to go just because you're looking at, if you're going to go double Chelsea defense, you're going to have to get Rudiger and James. I mean, James is a rotation risk. So maybe Asba Quetta, but then you're spending like 12 mil on Chelsea defenders that even then you're not 100% sure they're going to play every game. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, it's just a tough one. Whereas, like, if you go with someone like a Diaz for City, like, I would be shocked if Diaz doesn't start, you know, 90% of the games. Preach. Um, and I think that. Someone like Diaz, he's good for bonus so they keep a clean sheet. He's not a great aerial threat, but he's not a bad aerial threat in the box. I think that someone like a Diaz and then and then a Rudiger would probably be the way to go for me. So you're not saying that you wouldn't go to Chelsea defenders because you've got Mount, is it? No, 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 no. no. Rich, he's a guest. I've just got, I've just got, you know, because that's like something I might say if I if I have Mount, I might be like, no, I don't, don't want, don't want him anyway. Definitely not. I think that if I were to wildcard in game week eight, I'd probably move Mount out, um, and and probably reassessed how I want to go about two or three Chelsea assets. But um, yeah, I just think that. Besides Rudiger and Azbukweta, I'm not sure any of them are going to start enough games where it's like you would need some kind of a bench asset that you feel confident in each week to come on for one of them. Whereas if I get someone like a, if I go Rudiger and then like a Diaz, I feel much more confident each week that you know they'll they'll play. Whereas if I get like a Reese James, I could be getting like every every other game he's going to come on as like a one minute cameo, and then I'm kind of stuck with a one pointer. Yeah, I do, I do kind of agree, but I, I guess there's two things that sway me a bit more towards Chelsea, and it's that they're ever so slightly cheaper. Like like you mentioned, you yeah. have to spend six to get a nailed City one. You can spend that little bit less with Chelsea, and then obviously Chelsea do have the immediate, you know, really good fixtures. Definitely. Not that Cities are bad. Cities do get, you know, very very good. I think it was over the next eight. They've only got like one slightly tricky game. Sure. Um, so I guess, I guess it is just getting getting that balance. And I think we did have a question on this before we go for the piss break. Okay. Actually, yeah. it's pretty much already been answered. It was Andy, um, so FPL Teach Mode, was asking, you know, would we bring in a City defender now or wait till till game week eight? So I guess, actually, that's quite a good question because, Charlie, you might be looking at wildcarding. So if you were going to bring in one as a punt this week, would you bring in the City defender or the Chelsea defender? I know they're playing each other, so maybe you'd look elsewhere. Um I think I would go Chelsea just because they're at home. Mm. Uh, I think the home fixtures right now are just, they're even more better just because, you know, the fans have been gone for so long, so they're coming back with just a great energy, and the teams are really looking to give the fans a great performance just because they've been gone for so long. So I think there's a lot of stock in attacking the home fixtures at the moment. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I, I've actually bought a Chelsea defender in myself this week. And obviously this is where it comes into being team dependent because I know where I want to be and I don't want to be wildcarding for a few weeks. That's the right. plan anyway, touch wood. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's like an awful fix because like you say, they're at home. They've had the yeah. better of City in, in recent, you know, recent matches as well. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's more about the long term, the long term kind of plan. Um, sure. I've brought up so, the fixture ticker just for Andy. Um, Man City are at the bottom because of the next two fixtures. But then, is when this we sorted by attacking or defending, uh, we can do attacking. I guess we we should do defense. I always leave on yeah. overall, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So they're second worst then, um, Man City for uh the ticker. Then if we click on defense, and then if I move it to game week eight, which we were talking about there, um, City go to by game week nine to so eight till twelve. 
eight till twelve. And Chelsea till are second top. Yeah, eight till twelve, and uh, Man City are. Um, they go up to third best. So like. Yeah. So the top three: Southampton, Chelsea, City, mm. and Brentford. So there's been stuff said. Um, obviously, that table you just had up, Dave, where Brentford were quite high. Yeah. They, they, they. I mean, they could be one to look at. I, I, I'm not too sure myself. Um, we will see. <laughs> well, Someone like Rico Henry at four. It's going to be difficult. Be yeah. Or bring in Iyer. Just, to, just have a whole team of ex-Celtic players. Get Van Dijk in, Elianusi, um, Puki. <laughs> we could actually make this happen. But anyway, I'll, I'll think about that more. We'll go for a piss break. And when we come back, we'll do headline three. Speak to you guys in a bit. Welcome back. And our third headline is the best captains for the next eight game weeks. So I thought this would be quite a good discussion. So what I did is I messaged you both earlier and and I, well, I didn't message myself. Um, but mm. independently, we all put together a list of our the captains we would most likely want to have from game week six up till game week 13. So over the next eight game weeks, the results... We're a little bit boring, to be honest, but <laughs> the results will shock you. I, I thought you were going to clickbait it, but you said boring instead. Let's just transition right away. <laughs> I mean, no, no the, the results, you will not believe. They were shocking. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> shocking. So game week six is the only week where we didn't all pick the same captain. <gasps> oh, that's cool. I didn't even look yeah. at it when I put it on the thing. So Charlie had Sal- has Salah for possible captain. Me and Dave have Ronaldo. I was very much on the fence with this and still I'm still not decided. But then after that, we have all of us had game week seven, Lukaku captain, game week eight, Salah captain, nine, 10 and 11, Lukaku again, 12, we have Ronaldo and then 13, we had Salah. So, Mm. I mean, I guess the key takeaway from this is obviously Ronaldo. We might only captain him this week and then game week 12. Yeah. They'd be the only, only ones. And I don't even own them. No. So, I mean, it might be quite good for you. I mean, p- potentially. Obviously, you, what's funny is you've obviously, we put the best captain. So you put Ronaldo this week, even though you don't have him. Yeah. Probably for to sure. save face in case you have an awful game week or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in, just in case Ronaldo goes nuts. Uh, I knew, I knew he'd be the best captain, but. Well, that was the point, right? If you're wildcarding in game week three or four, sorry, like a lot of people did. Uh, me included you had a choice between Lukaku and Ronaldo or both the reason why you why you wouldn't go Ronaldo is because you wanted Lukaku long term and the reason why you would go him would be to captain him this game week coming that would be the main Mm. thing and then jumping off him and uh you know you can you can obviously someone is making fun of your excel (laughs) your excel stuff with the colors you know what I haven't even got excel this is google sheets (laughs) google sheets yeah, I'm not. I'm not the most technical person. I'm definitely not paying for Microsoft products, so I use Google. Google no, I, it gets the job done, mate. I, I, yeah. I, it shows exactly all the colours. That's lovely. Yeah, I apologise. <laughs> so Liverpool and Man United obviously have the same colours. So I apologise that Ronaldo's in in pink. 
He um, looks good in it. He looks good in it. Yeah, me. he does. <laughs> I thought I thought it would see him. An interesting one was game week twelve. Obviously, we've all put down Ronaldo. I almost put down Kane against Leeds. I knew you were going to so was, far off. I was wondering. I was wondering. He doesn't look good now, obviously, and Spurs don't look good now. But, you know, and this is the funny thing. This can completely change, can't it? But So that game week 12, you might not even need Ronaldo then, but then Ronaldo could be a good placeholder for Kane if you were going to have Lukaku and Ronaldo, for example. Yeah. Um, Charlie, what do you think about Kane and your uh, your team? What's going on? Give us a rundown. I'm not really sure. I was quite excited when he came back. And then he's, I mean, it was against a poor team, but he scored like two in that Europa Championship. Up, whatever it is that no one cares about um and he looked he looked like he was coming back and he was he was ready for the season and then i don't know he's just been quite lacking the final product i don't know i i think that burge when going down was quite a big loss to be honest he's gone a bit over the right under the radar i think he was performing quite well and he was him and him and son on the wings and then ken up top were looking quite quite deadly but i don't know what the issue is. i think I think last week, or the week before, sorry, with no song, that definitely hurt Kane um, yeah. against Paul. And then the red card obviously didn't didn't help either. Um, against Chelsea, I always thought we were going to struggle. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if he's still a bit upset about the whole um, transfer saga or if he's over just a bit. With him missing a lot of the preseason, maybe that's a bit of an issue. But I'm not sure. Like you said, hopefully by game week 12, we sorted it out, though. <laughs> Yeah, that would be it's funny because obviously for he's not going to look good for Tottenham, but for England he yeah. obviously scored that that wonder goal against Poland. I mean, the goal he scored when he came off the bench was was a penalty. But I mean, if you if we base it on one strike, he he looked quite good for England. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't <laughs> forgotten how to strike the ball, but it seems like he's forgotten how to run about. He just looks like he's sad. <laughs> it's very sad yeah. to watch too. Um, always cheating. Uh, tweeted saying uh, Kane's role in the Spurs attack is somewhere between central midfielder and decoy um, <laughs> to which I replied he's a false six like it's just it's which Kane absolutely encapsulates I know you love him right but you like he has looked shocking and I'm surprised but but happily surprised that you didn't put him in this little this little google sheet uh, excel thing this you know? wondrous wondrous thing I put together it, Kane always gets this um, I mean, I remember the start of last season. I, I started with Kane. I'd had him tipped to be the top-scoring striker, but there was so much negativity around him. He's a waste of money. He's a defensive midfielder. And constantly, I think over the, his whole career, he's proved people wrong. Yeah, I but mean, in the first six game weeks or whatever it was, first five game weeks, he did do well, right? What, last last season? season? Yeah. Like this time, he's, he, this time we didn't give him slack in the start of the season, and now we are. Whereas last time it was like the, 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 the DM jokes only happened pre-season. And then um, he no, started the, banging. The DM, the DM jokes even were happening in game week one last year. I think Spurs played Everton. And oh, I know, they, they did. Or they lost. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then It was only when they beat Man United 6-1 that it was suddenly, oh, actually, Kane and Son are quite good. Um. I, I think that was the game week two fixture anyway. So Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like by this time he had had four goals last season. Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean I mean I'm just saying don't write him off. Don't write him off. He will become an asset at some point. He's not gonna go the whole season scoring like three goals. 
Yeah. He's only going to drop in price more if he keeps performing poorly, so even, it'll be even better, easier to get. Exactly. I'm, I've always got this. I'm always on alert to get Kane, and uh, it probably is not worth too much of a discussion this week. But I, I think there is some argument that you can have Ronaldo and Lukaku just in case you want to get Kane because at, at short notice <laughs> at any point in time he remembers and where he's supposed to be when the ball's going <laughs> forward he might just he, he might get there um <laughs> you could go it's, Lukaku it's, to Kane for Game Week 12. The argument you had last week where you were you didn't like Mane it's a lot easier to slag off Mane than Kane I think it's very hard with Kane because he's proven internationally well, he's Mane, proven for his club. Mane's Manny tried so hard to score and you can't take that away from him. But did Kane try really hard to score? Against Chelsea. Against, against anyone I mean, this season. Against anyone. <laughs> anyway, we shouldn't go into Kane. I know. I just wanted to talk to, you know, we've got a Spurs fan. It's always good to talk to. I mean, it's not the yeah. week four Spurs chat, but yeah. no. Decent. I mean, you say you want to find more about Spurs, but then you're slagging off Kane. So it's not really finding more about Spurs. You're just. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> just... I said what's happening with the team at the very start. And then we went through it a little bit. He gave some insight in how. You know, Son's not been playing well either. You know, there was some there was some decent info. I mean, Charlie, what do you think about the the planning of your captains like this? Do you think that you'd be because we've talked to people a lot this this season and preseason and eight simple rules and all that stuff, and they and you know some of them are like, oh no, I I spend a lot of time or I'll copy Mikel or I'll I'll do it for two minutes at the end. Like, do do you think that? It, given your players just now that you could actually stick to this, you know, eight game week captaincy thing. Yeah, I think, I think definitely the only one that I'm not hundred percent sure on is, is this upcoming week. Um, I think seven to 13 are pretty set. If I have those players, that's who I would captain. Um, game week six, I think is a bit of a toss up between Salah and Ronaldo. And I even think Antonio is a decent option against Leeds, especially if aliens out. I'm not sure who's going to play center back. Yeah, so I think that game week six is where we'll have the most variance in captaincy. I think after that, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I it's, think... in, it's interesting that because it almost makes me think if if it goes to to plan, I want to say, and all the next few captains, say the seven weeks after this one are boring. Does it make us want to take a bit more of a gamble this week? <laughs> a pre people, a people pre boring gamble. <laughs> yeah, I think especially if aliens out, I think Antonio would definitely be a good option i mean he's he's got a rest too now so i mean the issue with antonio is always fitness with his hamstrings so yeah. have a he'll have an extended period of break and he's playing against elites defense that looks shocking so yeah i mean he's going to be going up against liam cooper and then i don't even know who else is going to be next to liam cooper so yeah what do, yeah, there, this this another thing that i just thought of there is that the people who don't have lukaku they must look at this and be like hmm it's going to be really difficult because we've been talking about on on Twitter. There's a lot of chat about, uh, you know, people won't be able to sell Ronaldo. It might actually be easier to get both of them in because Ronaldo's not been doing poorly. He's got the highest, you know, shots um, since joining and all that good stuff. So I think we're going to see a switch of, you know, people who only have one of them trying to come up with the money somehow. Um missing out on you know the Bamford or the Antonio and just upgrading them straight up but do you think that is worth it Rich considering we've got you know only one captaincy for Ronaldo after this I mean I, th I think you know my thoughts already I've, I've, if you I've didn't obviously... own him would you bring him in recently like soon would you bring him in for this game week for example 
who's that? Sorry, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Like, so I don't oh, have him. Would you get him? If if I'd gone down the line of not having Ronaldo, which obviously I did for one week, mm. I would I wouldn't bother. But it, I mean, it, it does depend, obviously, on your team. If you still got Bruno, you could consider it. Yeah. But then you could get a bit more adventurous and still maybe move him to Mane and then move Mane to KDB. You know, that kind of thing we were talking about last week. Yeah. Have you been tracking that, by the way? How many points you'd be up if you did that thing? Oh, if I moved to Mane? Yeah, instead of Ronaldo. I'd be be really down on points, even though Mane scored, because Saar scored a brace. Oh, yeah. Bloody Saar ruining everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I wouldn't. I mean, I'm thinking now, if someone's not gone for Ronaldo... They're not gonna. They're probably not gonna do it. Yeah. Like I know he had. I think it was seven shots. This is off on my head. He had like seven shots. He could have had penalties, or could have had a couple of penalties potentially, depending on this. If you ask a Man United fan, or I was about to say the West exact same fan. thing. Yeah. The amount of Man United Thanks. fans were raging about him dragging his leg across the box. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is funny about this though, actually, because obviously we're going through the three main captains, aren't we? We yeah. know. Well. Salah's missed a penalty recently and Milner played the other day, but, you know, very sure that Salah's still on penalties. Uh-huh. Lukaku and Ronaldo, we actually don't know yeah. if, if they're on penalties. Would that change your mind? I mean, that, all, that really only changes this game week. If you found out that Ronaldo was on penalties, then you'd probably choose Ronaldo over Salah, right? That might sway you. But on the other weeks, that doesn't matter, really. Like, would you, cho- I mean, would nice. you not choose Lukaku in game week 7, 9, 10, 11 if you found out? It would lower my opinion. Well, that sounds harsh. It would lower my opinion on them for sure. I mean, one of the big draws with Saar, for example, last week, I know he's not a captain, is that he's potentially on penalties. We still don't know. It does increase players' values a lot, like even like Ward Prowse. And even though penalties are harder to come by, for me, it does. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're talking about Lukaku v Ronaldo and only one of them's on penalties, the one on penalties is the better value. Fair play. Fair play. Well, I'm definitely not going to be bringing in Ronaldo, but that's because I've, I've made actually. my bed. Yeah, go for Charlie, it. Charlie, okay. I'm just wondering, are you going to be looking at going for for all three, or as in three premiums and Trent, mm. or are you more likely to stick to like a two? Or I think that I would, I'm going to try. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and mess with it. I don't think it's doable. I think that Especially in the defense, I think that if you try that, the three and Trent, you're going to have a bunch of 4.5s in there as well. So I think the decision will be Lukaku versus Ronaldo for me. Um, and I, I think right now, if I had to do it, I think I would just go with Lukaku. Um, just because I think the fixtures are just too hard, too good to ignore. And I, I think that even though we don't know he's on penalties, I, I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Um, yeah, even though I know Jorginho's, you know, yeah. he's, he's got a, he's got his penalty thing down, but I just think, I mean, you don't spend 125 million on someone to not that that takes penalties and then tell him no. But to I mean? be fair though, they didn't buy they didn't buy him to take penalty. Like they they've got one no, of the best no. penalty takers ever. I'm I'm sure if if they went well, Jorginho, oh, yeah. Jorginho's missed his last few actually. Ah, he right? doesn't play is yeah. the problem. So I guess it doesn't matter who the top is um, if the top but, guy's not playing then i mean i'd say Jorginho is in their, their best 11 but he's missed his last few penalties like he missed the one in the final yeah. against england i think he missed one i think it was for italy the other day mm-hmm. um are people so figuring does, him out he does miss 
it's kind of like that thing where if people are so good at something, then everyone tries to figure out how to beat it, and then now it's not meta anymore. It's like any well, video I, game. Yeah. <laughs> like you he's just... he's using the MP4, and we <laughs> and we all know how to beat that. We use blah blah blah. They look good. On. They look good when he scores them, but he you just wait. Like Pickford did it. You just wait. Yeah. Save it. Done. It probably I probably couldn't do it, but no. But the next <laughs> time someone waits, and he's just gonna blast it. He's gonna be like, okay, I'll just take a normal one if people keep guessing <laughs> guessing correctly um but yeah no good good chat on that i didn't even think about penalties when i was picking those guys so that that that's interesting to think about i don't think it'll change my mind simply because i don't have ronaldo to like have that little dilemma in game week six um but i'm sure who do you think uh, charlie is going to have the most is going to be the most captained this week this week i think it'll be ronaldo yeah i, I think, think i think definitely. it'll be close though i think it'll be close it's going to be close. I think it shouldn't be as close because you guys were like, oh, I don't know whether Salah or Ronaldo, but Brentford, like we've said, they're good defense. They've got good fixtures coming up. They look decent. They've held their own. Are you guys worried about that at all? Rich? Liverpool Liverpool with a better attack. Yeah. I think what's I, I know. I mean, I, I don't think Liverpool are going to lose. <laughs> I just, I just no, mean, no, no, like... but I, I just think who's going to score more goals and Man United are at home. I think that's a that's a big one as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's close. Way. It's close because I mean, I think you could do a list of pros and cons. Because I was thinking of this earlier, and I was like, "Well, Man United are at home, um, but then Salah gets the extra point for for a goal, and he gets you know the clean sheet point. These things do add up for midfielders. You know, it's a lot easier for a midfielder to get like a double digit return than it is for a striker because a striker yeah. has to get multiple attacking returns to do that. Um, so I think it is very very close. But I think for me, Ronaldo edges it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Fair you play. You're just like, you're on the fence just like we are. No, I put Ronaldo <laughs> in my thing. I, I, yeah. I, it was the only one where I was like, mm, it's, but it's, it's, it's close, isn't it? It's just, yeah. It might be easier for me to say it is Ronaldo because I don't own him. Like if I own both Ronaldo and Salah, it might be a bit like I've got both options. Whereas it's easy for me to say Ronaldo and then pick Salah. And if I'm wrong, then I'm right. <laughs> like it's a, it's only I mean, a lose, lose them. or a win-win for me here. Between them, they've blanked in like one game this season. So, Aye, they're monsters. <laughs> they're they're if if Chelsea didn't have good fixtures, every single person would own like like Ronaldo's ownership would be sky high. It'd be so much, be sixty yeah. percent, I bet. But Lukaku's stopped it from uh, getting too ridiculous. He's still he's like the second highest owned own player or something. He's getting there anyway. Um, all right, let's yeah. move on from captains, Rich. What we got next? Yeah, so we're going to go through our Patreon League and also the FPL Surgery Podcast League as well. Go for it real quick. You can get up on screen. Done. So this is our our Patreon League. Paddy is top. He's having an absolute storm with 414 points, isn't he? Ridiculous. And a great score. Well, not a great score, but like having an okay game we can still be top means he's been having an absolute stormer. And he's dodging because he's got Matip over... He got Matip. I think he's got Matip over Trent as well. So he oh, dodged, does he? dodged a bullet there. We've got Jorgen in second with 402. Andrew Gray, 393. <laughs> Ian Gibson, 389. And Mad Hatter, Darren, is on 387. Actually, he he's tied as well with Mike, aka Bitter and Stout, on 387 as well. There you go. Monster scores. I can't believe it. Yeah. And then we've got the, the public league as well. Bam. which you can join the code is 4u2742 that code again is 4u2742 what was the code 
You want me to say a third time? <laughs> I'm for you to 740. <laughs> Ryan Quinn is top, 437. He's in every podcast league. So any podcast you listen to, well done, Ryan. 22nd in the world. <laughs> you've got Stephen Sear in second. Naomi Nishuma in third. Adrian Pounce in fourth. And Mark Noonan in fifth. There so go, well right. done, everyone. And the code is for you to 740. <laughs> you beat me to it. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, shall we do uh, questions next? Yeah, let's do a couple of questions. Then we'll go through our transfers and our captains as well. So our first question is from Mark Bison. Before Watford played Norwich, they were creating a big chance in attack every 381 minutes. After playing Norwich, it's down to 68 minutes for the season. Is Saar and Watford's attack the real deal? Or are Norwich just that bad? So I, th- I think we did touch on this a little bit earlier, mm. um, but Charlie, Charlie, um, do you want to just recap? You know your, your thoughts on that on 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 the Watford attack. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think I think it's more of the the Norwich are that bad. Um, just just because, like I said earlier, before that game, Watford's XG was the worst in the league. Mm. Um, I I'm not saying that Star and Watford are a bad attack necessarily, but I just think that. I don't. Th- I don't think they're the real deal. I think. No, I think. And I think we think yeah. we all, all all agree with that. And it could be. It could still be a good week, couldn't it? At home to Newcastle to play like yeah. Saar, oh, Dennis as well. Dennis could be someone people might bring in if they've got injuries, like with players mm-hmm. like ailing out. Yeah. Um, we got. We move on to the next one. So Michael Lund, what do you think of Mason Greenwood's FPL potential after Ronaldo has joined the team? Good question. I think everyone who owns Greenwood is asking this question and everyone who doesn't own Greenwood is hoping that the question's answer is he's done. (laughs) He's done hurting everyone. Um, It seems like his shots have went right down since Ronaldo's came though. Um, I seen that uh, Pranil was tweeting saying Greenwood's making great runs. Someone passed to him during the game. And that kind of sums it up. They're they're all going to be aiming for uh, Ronaldo, right? They have been. And uh, why? And you can't blame them. You can't blame them. Who would you rather pass to? Who would you rather, you know, get the goal? And the only return I think Greenwood's had since Ronaldo came in was a deflected shot for an assist, right? So yeah, I mean that was to be fair. Most of his returns were quite lucky anyway. So he was. I, I kind of, but... I kind of looked at him as more like a Son character, where, where like you know he, sh- he shouldn't be getting as much points as he was, but he was doing it anyway. You know, despite his xG and despite everything, he was yeah, a lethal finisher. It wasn't great finishing. Um, it, was, no. it was just a lot of <laughs> it was bad goalkeeping, bad goalkeeping. But for me, I mean, it, the minutes would would be the worry. Um, yeah. You know, we, obviously they've still got Sancho, Pogba because they played McTominay and Fred, didn't they, in the in the double pivot? So then you've got Pogba playing on the left, who's probably not going to drop. It's just I think I think minutes are going to be the issue with all of those all of those yeah. guys. And then Rashford will be back soon as well, which will make it even yeah. even more of yeah. a, of a pod. I think he's yeah. he's fallen on the right side of the the coin because he was benched for you know mid midweek game. Then he's played this game and 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 Sancho was benched. And then they've got another midweek. I wouldn't be surprised if Sancho played and Greenwood was benched. And then he plays the next game after that. Like he's it's been good so that owners have a chance um, to at least pivot you know, midterm instead of having to get rid of him right now because he was dropped last game. Um, but even still, if he plays, like, is he is he, is he he the same asset as he was before Ronaldo? And that, I don't think the answer is yes. He's he's like Jota. He doesn't, he gets the same amount of points whether he's dropped or not. <laughs> it's it's quite sad what's happened to these, like, 7.5, 
uh, midfielders yeah, in the last he, two, three he's game not weeks. Cheap. He's not cheap either, and I don't think he's good enough to risk. I mean, when you compare to someone like Jota, I think Jota's got immense upside. I, I don't see that with Greenwood, and that's why I don't have him on my team. Yeah. Do any of us have Greenwood? No. Nope. That, that probably says it all. So <laughs> maybe, maybe some people would disagree, but yeah, not not for me. Um, <laughs> we we get through. I think we got one more question um, that we've not currently already covered. So FPL locked in. What are your plans regarding Chelsea players from game week seven? Lukaku and Rudiger are by all means essential in my eyes. Who should be the third Chelsea asset? So, Charlie, if we if we come to you first of all, I mean, do you agree that Lukaku and Rudiger are essential, and would you? Out of third, yeah, I think I think definitely Lukaku and Rudiger are the two that you definitely would want. The third one is, you know, it's much more up to debate. It's, you know, do you go the the Mount route? Do you maybe even Havertz could be an option? He's a bit more expensive. Um, he looks he's looked better than Mount. I mean, obviously the rotation is a bit of a concern. Or do you go double defense? Do you look at a Reese James? I think Reese James would probably be the most popular third Chelsea uh, option. But I'm also not, a, not opposed to doing Asbla, Quetta, or even, to be honest, uh, I think Mendy's not a bad a bad option. I know that spending that much money on a goalkeeper is not a great decision normally, but... I definitely mean, wasn't this game week. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely not this game week, but I think that... Um, R.I.P. to every single <laughs> Mendy owner who went for him recently. <laughs> it's not yeah. the first time it's happened either. I know it was I know, for that exact same player too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What fun that was watching everyone fail last year as well. <laughs> Thinking they're clever. Look at you, clever you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. No, you're getting up on me. Yeah, yeah. I think Mendy's Mendy could be an option as well. Have a sudden forget goalkeeper. You know, maybe he may miss one random game due to injury. But I think that he's he's fairly safe, and he tends to get quite a few saves, save points as well. So yeah. I, yeah, I he did actually. Agree. He looked incredible, didn't he? In the yeah. it was the Villa game. I think you mentioned it with the, like, the double saves. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. He he did look actually really good. Do you think Kepa yeah. did a good job this week? I think he did all right. He didn't look that bad. I thought he did okay. No, he didn't I mean, have to do much against us, to be fair, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't fishing for that, by the way. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, I I. What do you think, Rich? Um, I mean, I'm not tempted by the midfielders at all. I think even with Havertz, because I was looking at Havertz and Mount, but even with Havertz, I don't think the minutes are definitely there um so i mean what the one person i've definitely i've already got in is, is alonzo he looked incredible like even before he got the assist i was thinking i was sat there thinking i checked you know i had the money to do webster to alonzo and i know it's risky but we've not seen chilwell yet we've been thinking all season um oh maybe maybe chilwell's going to come back soon and then alonzo's out the team and it's not happening. And we've seen this before with players where we think something's going to happen. Like James Justin last year, a lot of us got rid of him. Obviously, he was a lot cheaper. And then he just stayed in the team until he got yeah. injured. Yeah. And I, I feel like the upside on someone like Rudiger is so much higher than Mount or Havertz. And he costs less. Yeah. So because yeah. I'm already playing this 4-4-2 where I'm giving up an attacking, attacking inverted commas spot for another defender. I've, I've just gone for it because I have wildcard as well. So... For me, I'd much prefer Alonso to the midfielders. Lukaku is obviously a no-brainer. Rudiger feels safe, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of tempted. But then I'm also thinking, could I go for James? Because something I know James didn't play the other day, but a lot of people were saying he was robbed the other day, as in his house was burgled, 
and oh, he had his medals <laughs> into his England medal and his Champions League final medal as well. I was about to say, so what do you that... mean? He was robbed of a place? What are you talking about? I didn't even know no, that. No, no, his house crazy. was... I did, house I did hear about that. I yeah, didn't know so it was his house. I think from stuff he's put on social media, he's obviously not in a great frame of mind. So maybe that's why Tuchel took him out of the team. Maybe similar to what he's doing with Chilwell, where Chilwell's not been mentally you know, feeling that great. And he, so he's not been playing. So... Yeah, there's been there's been arguments that that's why James wasn't in the team. So I think it's two defenders for me, and it's just a case of how safe you want to play it. And I feel like Alonso and James have that massive upside, but obviously you could end up with no defenders that week. As I found last season when I had three, sometimes they're not all going to play. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Um, I'm thinking about having Christensen and Lukaku, and just making sure that my bench is good enough to cover Christensen. And then if I was going to get a third one, then it would probably be Rudiger. If I had a wild card and I was doing it all again, I might go Rudiger. I might just have like a, a, an awesome defense of Trent, uh, Diaz, Rudiger and, and Alonso and just see how that goes. And Because the only person who's probably going to be benched out of them is uh, Alonso, if it comes to that. Because I I think you're right. Like, what's the point in being scared about a player we haven't seen in six weeks? Um, but then on top of that, you could also, you know, go for Kovacic. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. You can't do that. <laughs> the amount of people who went for him and they feel vindicated right now because he got an assist. Mental. Sometimes I feel like you're you're looking for our reactions. So you say Kovacic, <laughs> you laugh, and then you looked at us both and we're not looking like... <laughs> oh, because you guys look bad. I was like, oh, no, I'm only joking. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, guys, get a DM. That'd be class. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think double defense and, and a striker. It's a shame because I really wish they could settle on some sort of midfield, but it seems like... It's almost like Lukaku's probably, he's either going to do really well or he's not going to get any points and that all the goals are going to be shared. This is like City 2.0. I feel like we're going to be talking about them the exact, like Tuchel's going to shave his head. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think it's almost the opposite. I know they won 3-0 and Lukaku got nothing. I still feel like it's all going to go through him. Oh no, I think so. It's kind of like, yeah, it's I, I, but I, the midfield I'm talking about, it's kind of like a city oh, where, God. you know, everyone's everyone's oh, yeah. sharing their points. So like one week it's going to be Havers, next week Mount's going to come in, he's going to get two assists, we're going to have to start talking about him again. And then, oh, you know, the American's back, like let's, let's oh, he's done really well, he's got his uh, three goals um, in one game, like, oh, we're going to talk about, talk about him. I, it's going to be difficult, I think it's just a stay away, like you said. Yeah, I do, do like do the Alonso Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you miss he's him? Made of glass. He's injured like every other week. <laughs> Last week, he was stamping on. He looked like he was going to be, you know, a breakout player. Yeah. Now it feels like we're just scrabbling around to find a midfielder, and that's never good for FPL. When you're, like, it's a bit like with Arsenal, where you're scrabbling around to find a player, and that sometimes <laughs> there just isn't one. Yeah. And that may yep. that may well be a case with Chelsea. But if you see Alonso and James as midfielders, risky midfielders, and I know some people don't like that comparison. You know, clean sheets are a bonus. But yeah. we. we when you look honestly, Alonso, there's, there's obviously I watch the game and then there's these three minutes highlights on YouTube. And if you watch it, you would not think if you didn't watch football often, you wouldn't think Alonso was a left back. You'd think he was the striker. Aye, he's got that in him. He's been doing that for years. Remember when we had the was it him, Mendy, and and Robertson? We had the Ram. Ram. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Was that 2017? So he's yeah, been I he's had been Trent there. Instead of Robertson, but yeah. You had who? Um, I had Trent instead of Robertson. Oh, did you? Even when Robertson was there? 
he wasn't bad. He was, and Trent was cheaper. And also, Trent used to get subbed early. So I remember he got subbed a couple of times once against Tottenham. The clean sheet, he still had the clean sheet. Then the opponent scored. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, yeah, we should, we should move on, shouldn't we? Should, <laughs> yeah. We should go for our teams um, for, the, for the game week. All right. I've got so, the uh, first one up is yeah, Ch Charlie. Charlie, you're up first. So just okay. your thoughts, your transfers, who you're going to captain. Um, so yeah, right now I've got on Salah. I'm still split between him and Ronaldo. Um, as far as transfers go, I'd like to roll it if I could. Um, it kind of just depends on uh, if Rafinha is okay. Um, if Rafinha were to be out, then it may force me to, to make a transfer. Um, I'm also... Like I said earlier, Mount is quite annoying at the moment. So if he were to get in danger of another price fall, I could just pull the trigger on him and take him out for someone. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I'm hoping to, to roll the transfer if possible. Fair play. I'm just having a look you, at Ben and Do Ben's you know who you'd, who you'd look at if you were looking for a Mount replacement? Um, I think de definitely probably someone in this, in this like, like SAR, just because... His next two fixtures are really great, and then I said, like I said, I'm leaning towards wallet carding after around that time, anyways. So someone like like Saar would be nice. Um, maybe Adama, even though he's a troll. Um, yeah. yeah, the Saar yes. one makes sense because if you, if your plan was to wild card, you've got him for the incredible fixtures, then you get yep. rid of him that Liverpool game you've also you've got Antonio and Ben Rama so you could go for Bowen if you're ahead of wildcard and just you know go completely triple West Ham attack West Ham, yeah. yeah yeah definitely that, that's definitely one to consider as well it's just the the midfield options are just like you get to like six and below and it's nice but like that seven to like ten is just I don't know what to make of it <laughs> this is going to be a problem because I, I think obviously we're all looking at quite big at the back kind of teams because we haven't got this money to spend. You know, once you get above Rafinha, um, obviously there's Jota, there's Jota, for example, but there's not many players in that range that people are looking at. And if these players start emerging, it, I think it's going to cause a lot of problems because then we might have to start thinking, oh, we can't have these big players at the back or we can't have, you know, so many premiums. Yeah. Um, so it'd be good for the game if maybe in like three or four weeks we got some people emerging at like nine million, like Mares or Son at ten. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Nice I hope it happens. happens now. I mean, so so Dave, um, what are you looking at? I am looking at Roland. Although, if I'm going to take any transfers at all, then it would probably be Torres out and and hope for the best and bring in I don't know who's who plays on that side that Norwich is rubbish at defending is it gray do you know what I need to do a bit of a shout out to Rich who was on the show the other week not me um we had the guest Rich. Yeah, you're Rich. Richard you mean I, Rich I in and then he told me about that that thing you know he does the metric team and yes. stuff and he said about um Watford be uh, sorry Norwich being weak down that side I seen that that was a crazy good shout and he was absolutely right he said it might be a good idea to bring him in just for that too um in his article that I read I I, who plays on that Everton side then? Same side that Sar plays. I think it on. might be Townsend. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What's what side are they weak on? They're left. They're, they're so the left. Right. Yeah, so Town. Yeah, Townsend. You're right. Townsend. Me, I could bring in. Well, I don't know. 
I could bring it. How big brain would that be if I go Torres to Townsend, <laughs> who's got Norwich, then Man United away, which isn't the best, but I've got, you know, the bench, Christensen will be coming in. And then you know uh, they've got West Ham and Watford and then Wolves, uh, home, home, and then away. That wouldn't be that bad. I mean, it'd be mental. And he's, it, but. I thought it was cool that Rich said, you know, said that thing. I've always felt like in the past, I've looked at things like that. And like one time when I captained Trent, it was because Palace were weak down the left or something like that. And mm. I, I think these things, they don't always work out. It's not an exact science. Yeah. So while I think it's really interesting, I wouldn't want to base transfers on it for mediocre players. No. I think the, the the difference this time, though, is that not only... Like, it's, it's fine saying Everton are good defensively, but, you know, recently they've been weak down the right side. Or, you know, uh, I don't know, West Ham are really good defensively. However, you know, they, they, they keep conceding uh, silly corners, so get someone who's on corners for them. Like, this time it's Norwich are shite, and, <laughs> yeah, and they're fair. particularly shite on this side of the pitch. Um, well, maybe Sars just unplayable. It might just be King Sars. <laughs> maybe Townsend yeah, no. isn't. It might be. Townsend needs to believe in himself more. I've seen that thing you mentioned. It's up to you. It's just one of those things. Like I, I found it really, really interesting when he said it to me, but I just don't think I base my transfers on it. Plus, surely Norwich are then going to think, oh, we're conceding a lot of goals down this side. Maybe, maybe we should do That's something about it. That's a good idea. It. So I should bring in Gray right. because they're going to swap all their put to that side. They're going to be watching that, and I should go for Gray. Look at bringing in Luca Dean, although I don't think he's very popular with <laughs> oh, Manchester people that are hating on him is so funny it's it's so yeah, sad like I, I had him in plenty of drafts this season i didn't go with him for like one reason or the other trying to save money people in the in, back but people in the chat are saying get decore yeah just go decore i guess you know he's he's on every side these days he's he's yeah. looking well good could just go good you what, right? if you sell torres you should probably do a match of the day stream <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs> he's, he's the player to sell and then then do a stream <sighs> Yeah, so you've got so you've got captain on Salah because obviously that's your only. Yeah, you don't have Ronaldo, so you're not gonna do a you're not gonna make any moves to go for Ronaldo. Nah, come there's, there's no there's no point. Like, what would yeah. I do? Go Lukaku to Ronaldo for one week, then back. That means that I would need to leave Torres in there. It means that Jota's gonna have to stay in there for longer. It means that Shaw might potentially not be able to go up to a Diaz or something. I might need to you know side swap mm -hmm. him to a five point five, and I don't get the player that I want. I really want Cancelo. Um, I seen, I think it was Luke from uh, Scout that was talking about him and that like last season, he only, he only played four games less than Diaz or something. Um, and we consider him to be a high risk for, for rotation, but you know, Zinchenko's not the best player and the other one's in jail. Like I, <laughs> I can't see the reason why not to bring in Cancelo. Um, especially, you know, we've got two weeks of madness where they play they have hard games City, Chelsea and Liverpool and then they uh and then they've also got midweek games but then they've got like a nice little block of just you know weekend mm. games and that's that's a perfect time for a Kinsello. so what my plan is from here I think is to bank the transfer and then go Torres and Shaw to um a Rudiger and a someone and then upgrade uh Cody to um Kinsello. And uh, hope for the best. So would you then? You'd be then four at the back with someone to cover. Yeah. For, well, Livermento seems to be a, like a fine cover. I was I was worried about yeah. um, having just Livermento covering people, so that's why I got Cody as well. And it worked out last last game week. But this way, I'm taking off the risk of Torres and and putting it on someone who's less of a risk, like Diaz. So um, I feel like even though it's the same city 
um, team. It's a bit more secure. Just getting rid of the risky yeah. players. And Livermento's been a boss, and I've got, what, 11 points from him off the bench in the last two weeks. Class. Sounds good. There you go. Your you have any interest in, uh, in Captain Antonio or no? Nah, I really hate doing that. I really hate because yeah. anytime I do that, it fails. Or I'll only do it if everyone's doing it. I don't see captaincy <laughs> as, a, as a place to be different. Um, I'm not that kind of guy. I was going to say differential. It wouldn't make sense. That's why different came out. <laughs> um, but I, I don't see it as a, as a place to be different. I actually would really like if I was going to be different would be to captain um, Jota. If I was going to be completely different. No, Firmino's back in training. I know. That's why it would be even baller if I did that. No, I just think um, if I've got him and he's going to start, then then I would captain him if 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 I was going to go absolutely out of my mind. But yeah, just stick with Salah. It's much easier. Do you think Firmino plays the, the week he's in after training? He's, they've got the midweek fixture. I guess we'll see who's who's doing what. Have they not? Yeah, come on for like 20 minutes or so at the end, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. I that feel like he does tend to play in the harder games, doesn't he? They were discussing it on our Slack channel earlier, um, and I even noticed that Mikael, with his algorithm, it, it seems to have um, Jota's games against harder teams are much lower. As in, I think he's put the minutes right down. Yeah, so I think there is some pattern there where Firmino plays the harder games. That's good to know. That's good for me, I guess. Yeah. Um, Do you know what's funny is I don't have Jota, but I still really like him. I just obviously I just couldn't get to him. I've been very lucky. People who've had Jota have been so unlucky. Oh yeah, the um, amount of times that he should have got the assist and then he missed that sitter and ah, it's awful. just it's it's just low variance. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I I haven't been annoyed about Jota at all. Um, but I think his yeah he I I brought him in for a specific amount of game weeks. I only brought him in because you know he was first choice. Now we're getting to the end of that that tether. And um, it's time to say goodbye. Um, I think he's brilliant, regardless. Oh, but. he's a great player. That's it's no doubt about it. But you know, if he's not bringing me FPL points, he can get to France. <laughs> 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 Let's move to. You thought I was going to swear there? Um, Rich's teams up front uh, and center. What are you thinking, buddy? Yeah. So I've I've already done my move, as I've already mentioned. I did. Bum, I had the bum, exact bum. money to do Webster to Alonso. Um, I've got this 4-4-2 still, which I like. You know, my defenders have got Trent, Shaw, Alonso, and Cody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you going to do any any hits this week? I considered. This <laughs> of is course you I did, about Shaw a bit more. I did consider, because something I've done here is I've used all my money in the bank. Yeah. So I had the money for my next two moves to get two Chelsea defenders. Yeah. Now I've gone to Alonso. I have no wiggle room at all. So I assume Shaw's going to drop and I assume Rudiger's going to rise. Probably tonight. We're recording Monday night. So if I want to get another Chelsea defender in, it would have to be like Christensen or it would take two moves. But I, I, I'm not going to remove Shaw. So I'm I'm happy with Alonso. I can't see me doing any hits. I know I've gone early and there's cup matches in the week. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to wildcard if I need, need to. I just could not. Like It was just, it was almost like fate. I had the exact money to do Webster to Alonso. With Alonso playing like that. Yeah. I've, I've got everything I need here, really. Like, obviously, my, my midfield last week, they all scored. So Salah scored, Ben Rama scored, Saar scored, and Rafinha scored. So it probably looks better than it is. You know, th there is a weakness in that midfield. And I, I guess we, like, we were just talking about, if I wanted to get to someone like Jota or these mid-price price players that you were talking about, mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to be able to do that unless I downgrade Ronaldo in a few weeks. Yeah, if... if, if... It, if for whatever reason like Havertz goes on a tear it's going to take you two moves and you're going to have to downgrade 
you know, Alonso or something to get him if you were to do that or or Shaw goes straight back down to a yeah. Livermento or something. I mean, it wouldn't be super difficult, but it would still be a bit annoying. Um, I mean, that's the thing. My Yeah, my fifth defender is still Eiling, so he can go down to a cheaper, cheaper guy if, if I need to get a little bit more money out. I've still, I've still got my wild card. If I'm wrong about Alonso and it goes horrifically, I can wild card. He's easy to move to other Chelsea defenders as well. Yeah, sideways. You could even go for to to um, Cancelo if you wanted to. It wouldn't take too much. Plus, yeah. something I've noticed with this team is normally I like I might try and switch around premiums a bit more, but because we're so set in, like I've got the four premiums. I've got Trent, Salah, Ronaldo, and Lukaku. I'm not going to use transfers on them. Yeah. So all my transfers are going on like the defenders and the budget midfielders, <laughs> which is the complete opposite way to how I'd normally do it. But it's kind of fun. Yeah, it means that there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of risk because you're moving around, you know, the the smaller owned players in your team. It must exactly. be fun because look at your smiling face. Look at that <laughs> smile. Um, I was going to ask a question there. Can I mind? Oh yeah, it's, it, see, because we're talking about you transferring out, you know, the smaller players and the budget defenders and blah blah blah. Once you feel like you're settled, are you going to be tempted? I feel like you'd be one of the players to be tempted to go for a KDB, um, a Salah to KDB at some point. Um, mm, even though he might right. not be the best captain option, but I'm sure there's some bad games in there for Salah um, that correspond with some decent games for City, even though the captain would be Lukaku that week. Would you be tempted to do that? No. If I was going to go for someone like KDB, I'd have done the Bruno to Mane to... Basically, there were two yeah. weeks I could have gone, and I've gone for two premium strikers instead of two premium mids. So, I mean, I, I guess I could. If Ronaldo's ever out of favour or... As in, if if I'm not impressed by Ronaldo over the harder games, I could always take the money out of Ronaldo and upgrade like Ben Rama, for example. Yeah. But it, I mean, with KDB, he it sounds like he's going to be eased back in slowly. Fair. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy happy with the team. I mean, something could go wrong with it, but I've, I've got the wild card. I'm I think... trying something a bit different. It's good, I mate. Mean, you're doing well. Everyone loves your team. I, that I must have like been that must have been gas. I seen earlier on Twitter. I don't remember who it was when you posted your team saying this is what it could look like with three premiums. And was it always cheating? They replied saying this is the best three premium team that I've seen. And you were all like, they said, smiles. No, they, they said one of one of the best. One there of the you best. Go. Oh yeah, and Andy's humble yeah. guys. But it, it, stuff in this cube. game changes so quickly. No, I know. I was going to say that, actually. Yeah. The, the it changes, Ben Rama it thing. looks better than it is because all my midfielder scored. If Saar hadn't scored, it's like, what the hell is this? You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I mean, the, the Ben Rama thing I was going to mention, like, we we always focus on one player. This week it was Saar, right? Um, for how good they were. And if if um, someone blanked, like, last week, Ben Rama wasn't looking too hot for two weeks in a row. Um, and we all talked about him you know, leaving the teams. A lot of people even did the, if they were on wildcard, they, they took Ben Rama out. Um, and then he got, you know, the, the goal and the, the three points or whatever. Um, do you think that we're being a bit too fickle with these six million guys? Like you said, we're transferring. What what do you think? Uh, what do you, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out, but yeah. What do you, what do you think, Charlie? Yeah, I think so. I mean, so I think some people are looking at him like they're, Salah or Bruno, where you know you're spending six million on someone. If you get an assist, I would be happy. You know, um, you look at someone like Ben Rama. He, he didn't score in those two weeks, but he, it wasn't like he didn't play well, or you know, he was coming off early or something like that. He just didn't get a return. And people were taking him out. When you look at the transfer, the fixtures next, he's got Leeds and then 
another another good picture, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, I'm not sure what, what the rush was. I mean, I, I get that the Man U picture wasn't good and Antonio was out. But after that, I mean, I'm not I, – I, I guess the Europa was also an issue, but – yeah, I think I think someone at six million. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure what more you're expecting from him. Yeah, totally agree. Rich, congratulations on one of the best teams for oh, this don't, week. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do this. Let's not do this. But um, yeah, no, it's, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed that episode. Um, I'm sorry about the technical difficulties at the start as well. Um, you should be Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and how can people find you on on social media, etc. Uh, yes, yeah, so at, at FPL Texan on Twitter. Um, I'm always on there. I'm more than happy to answer questions at any point. Um, yeah, just hit me up on there. Yeah, brilliant. And you're head of mini league marketing, is that right, for FPL Connect? Yeah, yeah so head of mini league marketing for FPL Connect. Um, if you follow FPL Connect on Twitter, you'll probably see me tweet about the um, UCL banter league that I have going at the moment. Um, so we're just running multiple leagues, little fun leagues like that throughout the season. We'll be running with various uh, accounts. Awesome, awesome. Sounds fun. So yeah, um, we'll leave a link as well in the description with all your Twitter information. But thanks, thanks for joining us, and hopefully you're back up yeah, in the 30th in the world um, <laughs> yeah. before the end of the season. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> definitely will be. Thank you so much for coming on, and thank you everyone for listening and liking the video and watching the video and listening to the pods. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back again same time, seven thirty p.m. GMT next monday with another amazing guest um but from all of us here at fpl surgery rich up the pod charlie up the pod up the pod guys we'll see you next week thank you very much for watching bye <laughs>